hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hi, my name is Caitlin. Hi, my name is John. And we're the Riverdale Register. I never know how to transition that. Why Why are intros awkward all the time? I don't know. Sorry if you guys hear anything. That's my dog playing with her Kong toy. Again, She's, I feel like they know by I now. No, but like I feel bad. I'm sorry that we don't have like a fancy recording studio, though we do actually have a recording studio that we technically could go to. Um, so we have no excuses. But the excuses I work nights. The excuses John works nights. Why are you guys so selfish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys are great. Thank you for all the support. I felt like we got a lot of fun tweets this week. Um, it's really, it's cool to be an American. I don't know. I'm really out of it. I woke up. Did that, my, did that State of the Union make you feel super patriotic? Oh, or? no, I don't watch that crap. <laughs> um, no, at least not this this season. <laughs> this um, season on America. No, maybe, maybe they'll go through some sort of new season change. Uh, some recasting. Yeah. It'll be like the Once Upon a Time thing where I didn't watch for a couple of seasons and now, now that, you know, I love Once Upon a Time now. Guys, Stella's being so loud. I just wanted her to chill. Can you send good vibes? It's not live. It's not live. I know. I know. So we're the Riverdale Register, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this week, this week on Riverdale... And the episode is chapter 25, The Wicked and Divine. The Wicked and the Divine. And the Divine. Um, and John, what's that based on? Yeah. Oh, is that my job? It's your job. Okay. So, um, the, wicked and, the Wicked and the Divine. It should be just The Wicked and Divine. I'm going to tell you you're wrong on that front. Okay. Anyway, The Wicked Because and- that implies that The Wicked are also Divine, whereas The Wicked and the Divine implies that they are two separate things. So, are they two separate things? It depends on the person. The Wicked and the Divine is a comic book um, about gods who fall, or not fall, but choose to go to Earth. Not right? quite. I've, I've okay, read this read comic it, book. So I think it's your turn. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's kind of based on this, on this mythology where gods get reincarnated, uh, live for a while, and then all brutally die. Uh-huh. And this time around, they're reincarnated as pop stars. Oh my god. I'm obsessed. Why haven't they made this a TV show? They are making this a TV show. When is it coming out? Ask Netflix. <gasps> oh my god. Uh, but there's like there's like a, a Daft Punk looking god. What? There's one who kind of feels like Beyonce. Uh, there's Is Beyonce a thing in the universe already though? Well, let's assume not. What if Beyonce... Because Beyonce is- clearly is an actual goddess in our universe. Right, exactly. That's why it's confusing. Yeah. Uh, but there's all these uh, there's all these different pop star gods in the world, and this one girl is like a big fan. And then the death cycle begins. What does it mean when you say death cycle? One dies, and then they're all going to die within like a year. Do they know their gods? They know. They know exactly what they are. They're all super powerful. They all know they're going to die at some point, so they're living life large until that happens. Do the people on Earth know their gods? Seems so. So they know, like, oh, they have cool superpowers. Yeah. Oh. That's not how I would do it, but that's fine. Or it's... <laughs> I guess it depends on the person. Like, the main girl seems to know, but, like, other people just live their lives. I always think that's funny. Like, if Spider-Man was real, like, this sounds... This is not a tangent. Spider-Man was real. I would literally never be able <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Even here in LA, he lives in Queens, New York. One, my grandparents live in Queens. And two, um, no, I just would be like, oh my God, like if my world is too great. Like I'm just a small human and look, there's a Spider-Man. Like, like if you lived so in, the, in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> Things that stress me out. The levels of anxiety that I have now over just normal world events would just be so like oh my god like i could just be smushed by like an alien thing and aliens are real this is so crazy yeah aliens invaded new york see i would feel good about living in los angeles because it all keeps happening over there no they don't give a fuck about los angeles runaways happens in los angeles and that's like bad it's like pretty low stakes there i know there's something underground but like there's something underground the defenders and that ended up okay i honestly don't think anything bad's gonna happen on the runaways i don't as someone who's read the comic, 
Keep 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 thinking that way. Well, keep, I, keep dreaming. Keep on believing there, buddy. I don't know. I just want to see what Definitely happens. Definitely none of those kids are going to die at some point. I want to... Well, I know who's going to die, but fuck that person. So... I don't know. Different person. Fuck that person. No, no, no. You like this person. <gasps> no. This actual... The the gods thing kind of works because the mobster connection, I think, they're kind of powerful. It's the religion thing. And the religion thing divine. The episode is going for. I think it's more based on the fact that it's a comic book with a name that happens to relate to the most confusing confirmation party in the entire world. What? When you were confirmed, didn't... I, yeah, Didn't I feel told, like that. I told you I just went to lunch. I don't know what you crazy kids were doing. I mean, I want to talk about that more when we get to when we're when we're like getting into that scene. But it was yeah, it was just kind of like a bunch of middle schoolers. Did you sing Bittersweet Symphony? Did you not? Oh. I guess no. No, um, bunch yeah. of middle schoolers went up in a line. Was like, yeah, renounce Satan. Uh, in like in like teenagers' first dress shirt and tie, mm-hmm. and then like. It was like Easter lunch afterwards. With right, the family. that's exactly what it was for me too. Yeah, and like I think chill. I think my grandfather got me a baseball bat. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's very wholesome. Pretending I played baseball at the time. That's adorable. Um, this episode is written by Roberto. I've heard of him, which is the showrunner. Why it feels stronger than a lot of the other episodes we've seen so far this season. And, and Roberto is a god. and it. Uh, Wicked and, and divine. Specifically harkens back to earlier plot points in the season. Isn't that exciting? It's so weird. So cool. It was directed by Rachel Talale, who seems to be a pretty... Um, prolific. Prolific TV director. Uh, she started in 1991 on Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Oh my god. Then uh, I love that kind of shit. She did Tank Girl, but a lot of her oh, TV credits... Oh, people love that movie. I've never seen that movie. I haven't seen it, but people are obsessed with it. A lot of her TV credits include stuff like Ally McBeal, Unfabulous, Haven. Oh my god, Unfabulous! I knew you'd react I to know. that one. Uh, Bomb Girls, which is like this Canadian uh, period war drama. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and a bunch of bunch of Berlanti shows like The Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Sherlock, an episode of Sherlock, and Doctor Who. Uh, she actually did like the past three season finales of Doctor Who. Including cool. uh, an episode called Heaven Sent, which is one of the best episodes the series has ever done in over 50 years. That's a bold claim. I, I stand by it, too. And um, Twice Upon a Time, where the 12th Doctor regenerated into the 13th, the first time the Doctor has been a woman. Yay! I'm a big fan of women. So where would you like to start? Um, let's talk about Jughead's Serpent plotline. Okay. So, Sheriff Keller has been harassing the Joneses because of the missing head to General Pickens. Yeah, General Pickens was a racist who, like, murdered a bunch of people. Murdered a lot of indigenous They should have Native removed that statue many years ago. <laughs> or never put up the statue. What's the, what's the line that people who argue for Confederate statues use? Uh, is there history? It's culture? Oh, my God. I know, it's like if you move symbol, remove symbols of racism, it's almost like you could just, one day racism oh, we'll would be gone. Know. What would happen? Oh my god. So, Jughead's kind of upset, and this his article seems to be the source of everything, because he and Betty are also called into the principal's office. And they're like, no more, no more newspaper-ing for you kids. No be- more productive after-school club for you wayward children. Yeah. Yeah, Hiram Lodge's lawyer called, and so there could be legal action against the Blue and Gold for, I guess, insinuating that they're involved. Yes, the paper that, like, 12 people read. It seems to actually be most of the town reading the Blue and Gold and not the Riverdale Register. Cause when, oh, wow, that's hurtful. Because, I mean, when, when Drunkhead puts out an article, it goes everywhere. Yeah, for the voiceover purposes. So. Yeah. Also, fun fact... Hiram Lodge's lawyer is named Mr. Sourberry. Hilarious. It's not spelled like you think. How is it spelled? S-O-W-E-R-B-E-R-R-Y. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Took me a little bit. Uh, Let's see. Betty and Jughead, or Betty, yeah, Betty and Jughead talk about how they're both still versions. 
Just yeah, like checking in on each other. That was weird, right? It was like last episode, Betty seemed to like be looking at Jughead and Tony like, oh my God, they're a thing. And then yeah, she asked like, Jughead Tony's just not like, into him. no, we're like long past that even being a potential thing. Obviously, Cheryl and Tony are going to get married, so. Cheryl's not even in this episode. I know, it's fine. It's fine. Betty also doesn't tell Jughead about kissing Archie or. I know. Becoming a webcam girl. Or becoming a webcam girl, which is. Well, you you see that she's almost about to, and then she's like, actually, no. <laughs> you know what? We're it's good. not important. Why would I do that? And that Sheriff Keller, by order of the mayor, throws eviction notices over the entirety of Sunnyside Trailer Park. But apparently they didn't pay their rent, so this is right. how I feel also about the movie rent. Like, I know I'm supposed to be on the side of the main characters, <laughs> and I sympathize for anyone who has to deal with, like, the outrageous rent in New York City, mm-hmm. and apparently Riverdale's runs all trailer park but like (laughs) definitely on the same level right same level if you don't pay your rent they're not gonna let you live there like that's just how i feel about it (laughs) fp goes to double check with all the serpents like hey none of you took that head right and tall boy's like i'm sketchy tall boy's like i think it was your son because I Fuck don't you. like him. Fuck you, tall boy. <laughs> it's great, because he goes, he blames Jughead, and Jughead's like, excuse me, tall boy, but you're the tallest boy in this room. <laughs> and he calls him a guy. <laughs> like, you didn't even need a ladder. You could have just cut that head off. See, people don't realize how hard it is to cut through bronze. I I legit don't know if it's super hard to cut through bronze. I mean, bronze. it's not easy. Definitely. It's not, I don't think it's something where it's like you just like snip a scissor and then like you have a statue head. I imagine you need maybe welding tools. <laughs> snip. So, I, oh, or like bad. a chainsaw or something. Yeah, and it seems very loud. Yeah. They should have made it stone and then they, they could have just hammered off the head. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Right, but their art department was able to easily make a, like, probably a styrofoam thing. Right, that's that they true. made it look like bronze. Fine. Fine, I'm not saying it's a terrible thing. I'm just saying it seems easier. I did enjoy the framing in this scene, because they, they really made Tallboy look extra tall in yeah, all the how shots tall do you there. Think Tallboy is? I'm sure he's a, like, six-something. Do you think this makes Tallboy not a suspect for the Black Hood? Because he's too tall? Clearly the show doesn't care. Because Archie was like, I think the Black Hood's alive. And the whole show was like, we're not going to talk about that. But they mentioned We want to make sure the fans know we also think he's still alive. But we also don't want to tell that story. Well, they'll come back to it. I will, have faith. But that's... will it feel natural when they come back to him? I mean, Betty's a webcam girl. We're kind of past the, does this feel natural? Are any of the main characters in a place where you're, like, rooting for them in their current story? Well, weirdly, Betty, I kind of want her to be the webcam girl. (laughs) Just because I think it's fun. Oh. I want her to succeed in that. (laughs) Other than that, not really. Mm. I mean, Veronica, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, they're, they, I mean, they're building Hiram Land. That's what's right. happening. Well, yes, that's what we yeah. know is happening because we have intimate knowledge. We, the... we know what the show secretly plays. She comes so close to saying it. I know. Tonight. She's like, everyone. <laughs> what? Watch us be like legit, right? And I'm going to turn it into a theme park. Oh, my God. <laughs> the scary mobster all season. But they'll treat oh. it with the gravity of like, I'm going to nuke this town. I know. It's going to be great. So Jughead goes to Mayor McCoy. And asks her to back off the serpents because she ordered the eviction notices. And she's like, uh, the governor got involved or something. There, then there's this like really loud sound cue, like like a like just a thunder or something like that. And Drugga just stops and goes, someone's pulling your strings. Obviously. But it, I, I got really confused during the scene because it like had this had the noise, had him go like this and just cut to a shot of just the mayor being like, what? <laughs> And I was like, did something appear? Was her salad not there before? What's going on? Was but no, it's just, it's Where just, did you get that salad? That wasn't there a second ago. I mean, it was just like a noise punctuating realization. And then at the end of the scene, it happens again. And I feel like this would have been a great moment for one of those like magical realism shots or something. Like one of those weird, like if they had cut back to her and like, 
she had actual strings like coming off of her, like she was a marionette or something. I would hate that. Why you wouldn't have liked that? No, that would have been like cool imagery of what's we, clearly going on here. If that happened, we would be sitting here talking about how fucking stupid that was. Really? Because we're going to be talking about how, I mean, I really liked the weird confirmation scene that happens. You would. Yeah, that's that's the show, right. Caitlin. No, the show is very, that was a fun moment. I don't. I wouldn't call that magical realism, though. No, I mean it's like the darker. It's like the dark version of that. If what would you call that? Less than magical realism. <laughs> okay. Jughead goes to meet Betty and ask her for help, and she helpfully reminds him that last time they teamed up for a Southside Serpents thing, he broke up with her. Yeah. Fuck that. She still agrees to help, <laughs> and they're just gonna canvas the town with flyers offering for a reward for information on the head. Okay. What do they have to offer? Do they... Money? Do I, they have money? I don't think so. They don't have jobs. No. No, they don't. Can we talk about the, the whole Tony Topaz and Betty thing? And the what, funniest there moment, is no thing. moment of the... Um, or when Betty is talking to Jughead about, about Tony. Mm-hmm. And she's like, did you guys have sex or something? She says something like that. Did you do anything? Right. And then he says, well, she gave me a... Long pause. <laughs> Tattoo. Tattoo. And at that moment, after he did the long pause, if I was Betty, I would be like, go fuck yourself. You are a manipulative asshole, and I am leaving. He also should have said, oh, and then the next day, she told me she was more into girls and didn't want to do that again. But no, Jughead's a little egotistical. Well, Jug, Jug, yeah, Jughead didn't want to throw himself that far into the bus. I know, I know. He knows he's he's all that mm. in this town. Oh, Penny Peabody returns. Yeah, I like love her. I think <laughs> she's also on Supergirl. I like love her. She just died on Supergirl. Wow, spoilers! <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that one out. I can believe that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But she shows off her arm, and looks her scar. Okay. It looks great, right? Honestly, it's like a small red mark. Look at my arm. I'm like, that's For it? something that must have happened, what, a month ago? Maybe? So let's say that that is like, do you think it'll heal ever? If it doesn't heal, then it's bad. But I mean, let's assume there's always going to be a small square scar. Right. Because but... then I was like, if I got a stupid tattoo, and I have a couple of stupid tattoos, <laughs> like, and I wanted to cut it out of my body, like... No, it's not a solution. It's not a solution. It's okay, not recommended. Cool. Right. Yeah, right, probably. I, I assume in the script that was meant to be a way bigger thing, but they had to settle for something mm. on the day because it, it just looks fine. I mean, it doesn't look fun, but yeah. She says that she can uh, stall the eviction process for years, but she wants back in. She wants to it out. She wants to personally cut off his tattoo with a dirty knife. No, he's going to die. He'll <laughs> that's, die. That's way worse. Well, she could have gotten infected, too. They left that's her out in the woods somewhere. True. They weren't very kind about it. FP tells Jughead that there's going to be a vote between him and Penny. Who would pick Penny? Yeah, well, I mean, she can give them their homes. And what has Jughead done since joining the... No, oh, right. Jughead, Jughead takes, a like, shit. a weird amount of, like, charge. Like, he like authority. He's, he's considering like he's been barely a member of this group. For like a month. And FB's like, I'm ashamed of you right now. Oh and what God. you did to this girl. And he's like, oh yeah, coming from the guy who like kept Jason's body in a refrigerator. So yeah. they, they get into a little bit of a spat. So Jason, the whole Jason's body thing. Yes. That's what he did. He just kept it in the refrigerator for seven days and then dumped it in the lake. Well, he also kept the actual child uh, in a basement. Right. When did they, then when did Cliff Blossom shoot him after how many days? It was like a few weeks, I think. That's a fucking long time. Did he, he? Or like a few days? I don't remember it, exactly. It has to be a that few was days. last season. Okay, the show can't remember what happened three episodes ago. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just curious because I want to know if I because I have anger towards FP. I think, that, and I want to know if he really. I think it was he died maybe a week or so later mm. than when he disappeared, and then he was kept in a freezer. And his body was dumped months later. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, you're right because it was like he didn't die in January on July. Uh, fourth. Right. Right. That's true. I remember that, actually. I just forgot it. <laughs> I remembered it, but I also... I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk a lot about it. I almost do. every week. Every week. 
FP tells Jughead, you'll be the death of the serpents. And I goddamn hope so. Yeah, what? I hope so. I'm just happy someone finally said it. Oh, it's true. And also, I mean, no, here's the thing. I don't care if this... I hope the serpents still exist because... They are like a marginalized group and they need each other. I hope Jughead is not not a part of it. Someone should kick him out and maybe yeah, not cut really... off a tattoo to, to, to do it. I think Jughead might be the worst. He is now. Yeah. Or at least for the serpents. It's it's not. And I still don't buy it. I don't. I, yeah. Mm. But my favorite is that the scene ends with Jughead dramatically taking off his hat. Oh my God. It's like a whole thing. He makes a face, he scowls, he reaches up, he just rips it off, and the next scene he has it on again. So what was the point? Well, sometimes your head gets sweaty. I got you <laughs> when you're getting in a hut? When you're there getting you in a hut fight? Your head gets sweaty, you take off a hat. <laughs> oh, great. That's actually why, like, I used to wear a lot of hats, but, like, my head would just get too warm, so. Maybe you should start wearing, like, beanies all the time? Yeah. When you live in California. I thought I... <laughs> so... I was about to say, fuck ever. Do you watch This Is Us? Of course. Do you remember the episode in season one where Kevin's uh, Kevin's manager is like, yes. I know you're famous enough to get away with wearing beanies in 70 degree heat. Take that hat off. Yes. I thought it was hilarious. We'll, we'll text after the Super Bowl oh, yes. when we find out. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's the thing. It's like, <clears throat> I want to watch This Is Us, but everyone else wants to watch the Super Bowl. I know it's, it's not after. It's on after the Super Bowl. You but don't I, have to choose. But I don't think anywhere I go to watch the Super Bowl is going to let me watch This Is Us. And also, I don't want to go to this. Then it'll be. I just want to go to the This Is Us part of it. Calm down. You have a. You can record it or whatever. No, I know, but the sports part. I don't like the sports part. I just like the TV after. Then it. don't go to a Super Bowl party. No, but I feel like it's fun and friends are there sometimes. So Jughead eventually tells Betty <clears throat> about Penny Peabody and the drug trafficking and cutting off her tattoo, and he tells her that every decision he's made recently is terrible. Yada, yada, yada. He's like, every decision after a breakup, including our breakup, was a bad decision. And Betty's like, well, thanks. I mean, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Jughead's not I good agree. at decisions. But then we get some the, one of the best interactions of the episode. When they go to the scrapyard, and the guy's like, the kid's looking for the head. Jughead says, if only we could live in a town where the answer could be no. That's funny. Uh, bearded scrap man. Has the head and says some guy went through his scrapyard, didn't buy anything, he had on a serpent jacket. Jacket goes, by any chance, was the gentleman tall? I feel like that's like a question that if he wasn't very tall. Would you call him a tall boy? But when I say tall boy, I mean he has a mullet and a beard and he's an old man, but he's a tall boy. Right, I would just describe him (laughs) in more detail then. You know what, I I have a picture, I have a picture. Does this help? Is this him? Yes, okay, cool. Team Jones enters the White Worm, confronts Bug, or <laughs> confronts Bughead. Tall it's Boy. Tall Boy, and he spills everything. Yeah, he talks real easy. It was also real easy to suspect that it was him because he's the only one being an a hole that episode. Yeah, and he's one of the few named members of the. Yeah, I really thought Hiram like hired someone outside of the Serpents to do it. I actually thought that too, and then they were going to blame even, the Serpents for some reason. Did it himself. Although he would never do it himself. No, he wouldn't get a suit dirty like that. Yeah, so Tallboy got on board for this plan because if the cops cracked down the serpents more, people would question FP and Jughead as leadership and he could potentially take control. That's a weird Because he hates Jughead so much. And I get it, honestly. He brought Jughead into the fold. I get why he hates Jughead. I mean, Jughead's taking over. I mean, Jughead is ruining the entire gang. Jughead is like the PA who thinks that he's the director of the PAs. I think the cult analogy is better. What is He that? just joined a cult and now he's way too into it. Yeah, that's also fair. I so think- they vote and even Betty puts up her hand to vote to uh She's like I'm involved. to cut Jug- to cut Tallboy out of the gang. And then Jughead and Betty kind of recuperate. They recuperate. Jughead <laughs> recuperates. <laughs> they hook up and do the sex. And they, yes. So was she going to tell him about her webcam girl action? I thought she was going to tell him about Archie, but probably the webcam girl thing I think is more accurate because yeah. that's the thing that's in this episode earlier. Yeah. I don't... It, between those two things, what would I rather know? The webcam situation. <laughs> so 
last time when they broke up, she said, how many times do you have to do this? And he said, until it sticks. So it still hasn't stuck. No, it has not stuck. But I'm okay with it. I like them together. But, like, this is clearly going to be the thing that breaks them up next, is the webcams thing. I don't know. Maybe Jughead will be, like, interested in the exploration. So, the show that has drama at every turn is going to make her telling him no big deal. He might be surprised what Jughead can handle. He can't even handle being in a gang where he's not in charge. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, being in a gang is not supposed to be easy. That's why they call it being in a gang. Actually, people join it to make their lives easier. But it's not Because they have a sense of camaraderie and a family and people backing them up. But I don't think that makes it easy to be in a gang. Well, how many gangs have you been a part of? Been a part of, like, one other gang. <laughs> Our cult of uh, podcasters doesn't count as a gang, Caitlin. That's a gang. No, I don't know anything about gang life outside of movies and TV shows. This TV show has taught me nothing, though. <laughs> not, not, not a thing. This is, like, the most toothless gang ever. This is... Would you Do you think the Jets from West Side Story could take the Serpents? Serpents can't dance, so... That's not true. The sexy pole dancing dance. Betty isn't a serpent. Yeah, but they have to do the dance. Like, all the women... If you had to do a dance-off between a woman doing a weird, writhy dance move on a stage and the Jets, (laughs) who would win? Depends on who's voting, but... I mean, I would probably vote for the Jets because tap dancing is so hard. Me too. And they're doing the thing where they jump and the legs are in the I air. I know. It's so cool. I've tried to do that so many times where, like, you kick your legs. It's very cool. So, yeah, that's Jughead stuff. That's uh, that like more Jughead plots with the serpents. Well, I think Archie still takes up the bulk of the episode. Because he's, uh, he's, he's working for Hiram. He's doing the... Doing the apprentice mob thing. They're even playing that song, Pick Up the Pieces by the Average White Band. Oh. Is that like a thing for mobs? It's just pretty sure. Sure. Well, now I'm not. So Archie's basically running a bunch of errands for Hiram. He goes to Pops to, um, he's actually really, like, I feel like Archie would be an excellent intern because instead of just picking up the food, he's like, sorry, Pop, to make you re- count everything again it's just so i know that i got it right and i'm like oh my god you'd be a pretty good assistant wow you you should definitely work at an agency be so good at it and i can't believe i said that like archie like would be good at something but i think that archie is really like you know he might just be a good dude he might not be the most like exciting dude in the whole sphere but like he is certainly good at working i'm sorry i'm yawning oh my god i'm yawning as i'm talking about archie I promise it's not related. And then Pop almost tells him that Hiram is his boss. It's weird, though, because when that whole thing happened, when he was like, well, Hiram's the boss, right? Or something. Like, Archie was like, what do you mean about that? And if I was Pop, I would just be like, well, he's literally your boss. (laughs) He's bossing you around right now. Right. Like, (laughs) I would be like, uh. There's one thing I do want to mention. Is when Archie delivers that first pops to Hiram in his office. Hiram's on the phone. Do you know what he's saying on the phone? No. What's he saying on the phone? <clears throat> no, Papa. You don't have to travel with your personal chef. We have excellent poutine right here in Riverdale. Oh, yes. Okay, I heard that. Yes. Like I've tried it myself. It's excellent. Okay. Have you ever had poutine? Well, maybe once in There Canada. is a place in Hollywood that sells poutine. We should go. Yeah. It's, I've been, it's not, it, it's, it's good, but there, it is good. Uh, I don't eat meat, so you would probably have a more fun time. It's gravy, isn't it? Yeah, but there's like meat and gravy. So they have vegetarian oh. gravy and cheese curds and stuff. It will make you so sick if you eat as much as I did of it, is what I'm trying to say. Sounds like a challenge. Yeah. It does, yeah. I think it's still open. We should go. Okay. If it makes you happy, John, we should go. So Agent Adams speaks to Archie. Not a real person. Right? <laughs> right? He has a car in this episode. That doesn't mean he's real. Lots of fake people have cars. Do they? Yes. Fake fake person. Did Archie break his brain a little bit to lack of oxygen from being partially buried? But he wasn't even, like, underground. I honestly would really be very excited if Archie was having, like, visions. Really? Because, like, mm-hmm. we can't bounce back from that. Sure we can. How? There's a gas leak in his house. A gas leak season? A gas leak season. Yes. Like in, like in the last season of Gilmore Girls and the fourth season of Community? Why was a gas leak in Gilmore Girls? It was when uh, Amy Sherman Palladino wasn't doing the show anymore. Oh. So they were like, let's just... It was the show without the creator and it was just off. Oh. 
There wasn't literally People, a gas leak. The, the term was invented around the fourth season of Community because they kicked the showrunner off. Oh, right. Okay. And, uh, and like, the show was just not as good. Yeah. It was just missing an element. It tried, but it couldn't quite get there. And then the fifth season, they brought the showrunner back. And they were like... They the rehired game. him. And the characters even went, I don't know, last year there was that gas leak. Yes, so. That's funny. That's so really now, now anytime the show, they have a season of the show where people just behave off from their normal selves, you can be like, <laughs> oh, there was a gas leak that year. That's really funny. I thought you knew. No, I didn't. I, I literally thought there was a gas leak. So that is my Agent Adams theory now. There is a gas leak. I love it. I'm rolling with it. Roll with it. He tells Archie... He's mad that Archie didn't mention the confirmation because Hiram's whole family is coming. And by that, he means his crime family. So, question. Yes. Why the fuck can't Agent Adams just do some fucking investigating on his own? None of the things that Archie tells him are going to help him. It doesn't seem like he does do any investigating on his own. He only interacts with Archie. That's why people think he doesn't exist. He's not real. If he, he's not real, he can't be. He can't real. be real. He can't be real. If he is real, he's not really an FBI agent. It's so dumb. Unless there's something really cool about this, the ghost. This he's pod, a ghost. It, I don't. Is there anyone, anyone watching this show who thinks this plot is working right now? Because we didn't need him to get Archie to where he is at this point. Well, Archie's gonna... own need to be with his girlfriend could have gotten him to this point. Hiram disliking Archie could have been built a little bit more out of you broke up with my girl, my daughter for a little bit so no I don't think you're going to be around and Archie's like no I'll prove it to you and then now he's where he is and you don't need an FBI agent to get Archie there but isn't it fun if he's a ghost yeah it's fun if he's a ghost I'm just saying we don't know if he's not a ghost though it's like the, the what is it the cat box <laughs> Shr- Shr- yeah, Shr- I'm Shr- sorry <laughs> you call Schrodinger's cat the cat box? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's like the cat box. Me <laughs> calling it Schroeder's cat is not a better thing to say. Isn't Schroeder one of the... The Peanuts characters? Yeah. Yes, it is. Schroeder's cat. So, Schroding, Schrodering? Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat box. <laughs> okay, let's move on. I'm sorry. So Hiram is for some reason impressed with Archie for beating up a kid with two broken legs. Nick St. Clair. Who's in the comics? Yes. So cool. Thank you for the person who sent me the quiz that led me to realize that. I did pretty well on that one, actually. I did too, surprisingly. Yeah. There were certain things where some I Some characters like, who like weren't in the show I yeah. wasn't gonna be able to guess. I did better than I thought I was gonna do. I don't, I don't understand how in any way Hiram would be like, that was a great move. You definitely should have beaten up that child. I think he just wants Archie to be dark. I think he wants to control Archie. Yeah. For some reason. It's not entirely clear if he actually likes Archie or if he's going to, like, use Archie. No, he does not actually like Archie. For sure. He does not. He can't stand Archie, I'm convinced. But he does invite Archie. To work, uh, to basically wait on his upcoming poker game with all of his friends. What a very inappropriate thing to do if he's not, like, paying Archie for Archie's an intern. Okay, intern for what? Hiram. Like, criminality? Yeah. Archie? The mob. Get out of there. He's like a personal assistant. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... There's a lot of personal assistant jobs that can suck your soul, but at least it's not in a mafia situation. Pops is, uh, so for the game, Pops is all red. Like, all the lights are red because of evil. Because of evil. And the players are, uh, Lenny Kowalski, who runs Can Meat out of Chicago. He says they call him the Butcher. Huh. That's, that's <laughs> scary. Carl Martin of Martin Brewery, the finest beer in the Rust Belt. And Not Papa scary. Poutine, who owns a chain of hot dog restaurants in Quebec. Caitlin. This is where he got the That's where the Montreal van, all, Montreal thugs came from. Oh my god, it's amazing. Wait, Poutine doesn't have hot dogs. No. So he just likes Poutine? He just likes Poutine that much that people started calling him Papa Poutine. And he was like, yes, Absolutely. this is how I want to be known. <laughs> I, I want to be known this. by my favorite food. What would your name would be if it was like Mama and then your favorite food? I love cheese, but I'm trying to eat less cheese, so I love 
salmon is good. Mashed potatoes. What are my favorite foods? I mean, dessert is like my favorite food. Like I have a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, can I? Can it be my favorite food right now? If I had a choice, like right now, yeah. like this yeah. week, because yeah. I change my favorite foods a lot. Sure. Well, I would be Mama the Cheesecake Factory or Madame Cheesecake Factory would be like my <laughs> Madam <forever>. Cheesecake. <laughs> Madam Cheesecake. Well, not cheesecake because it's the cheesecake. Factory. You're specifically talking. Oh my god! It's, a, it's not the cheesecake from the Cheesecake <clears throat> Factory either. It's I love the Cheesecake Factory. I just don't understand. And all the food. The obsession with. The Cheesecake Factory. Do you want to go and then we can talk about why I it's so good? I would love nothing more than to go to the Cheesecake Factory. Than to go to the Cheesecake Factory with you and understand oh your God. perspective on it. Right now, I'm eating a lot of cashew butter on apples with uh, cocoa nibs, raw cocoa nibs from Trader Joe's. So <laughs> That's I'm- such a long name for your criminal. Mama, cut up apples with cashew butters, cocoa nibs from Trader Joe's, plus the chocolate-covered sunflower seeds, and then you just put them in a bowl, and then you eat them with a spoon. Quake in fear. <laughs> yes, quake in fear. Papa Putin clearly knows that Hermione and Fred Andrews, like, were a thing. Oh, there was an affair. no, yes, absolutely. he's he's known yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. Which, is why, which is why Archie, like, hears him be like, Hiram's gone soft, let's kill him. Yeah, that's fucking stupid, but fine. What do you mean? You wouldn't have that conversation right outside the room where that guy is? No. No, somehow no. Hmm. Weird, but no. So after the confirmation, Archie goes to speak with Hiram, and he's like, hey, Papa Poutine is, uh... Gonna murder you. Gonna murder you. And it's very Godfather. Hiram's like, great, cool, you can get out of here. And then the operatic music starts as he reaches out for a phone to make a phone call. And he's like, I like this Papa Poutine dead now. Yeah. Archie goes to talk to Veronica. Veronica tells Archie, he's like, hey, my dad um, is a mobster. He's like, yeah, I know. Everyone knows. That's a of course, thing. He went obviously. to prison. He just went to prison. That's the thing. The poker game? Are you serious? That's the thing that I don't get. Papa Poutine? I don't get that about the Hiram situation. So Hiram is not a stand-up business guy that everybody respects but is secretly a mobster. Hiram just got out of jail. Yeah. It's not like they did not have evidence against Hiram. He was in jail. Yeah. So, should it surprise anyone that he's, like, a shitty person? Why would Fred get into business with him? It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Like, obviously, he's a shitty dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not yawning because Archie's in this plotline. I'm just a little sleepy. Right. But she's only going to yawn while discussing this plotline. Yeah. So, draw your own conclusions. Exactly. I do like that Veronica keeps trying to tell him. It's like, no, no, but here's what my dad is doing. He's like, I can't. I can't know that. I want to know. It makes sense. Because he's dealing with Agent Adams shit. Right. Because then, yeah. That's why he doesn't want to know. But I just want someone to say the words Hiram Land. I know. And, and just so confirm happy. my our fan theory. Oh my god, it'd be wonderful. He's buying up all this land because he's going to turn the town into a theme park. <gasps> and watch, like, what if everybody was just happy about it? Everyone was just cool with it. Yeah. And they all started working there. Yeah, it'd be fun. And the next season takes place at the theme park. It'd be so fun. Oh my god. Spin-off. <laughs> it doesn't need to be a spin-off. It can just be the show. Uh, Gaslight season. Gaslight season. Gaslight season I'm here for. Uh, then Agent Adams tells Archie that Papa Poutine is dead. Uh, let's see. The event of the week is Veronica's confirmation. Yes. Exactly like our confirmations before it. Um, I don't know why Veronica looks like she's getting married, but then I realized I probably also had a white... No. It's we, like... I didn't have a white confirmation no, dress. No, no. There's like a... Undertones of like a quinceanera here. Well... I think, I don't, I think you had to wear robes. Did you wear robes for your confirmation? Or am I no. thinking graduation? <laughs> you, confirmation, you just wear like a nice outfit. No, I think I did have a robe. I think I had a nice outfit, but I think we had a white robe with a weird, no, maybe that's graduation. <laughs> Again, that is graduation. You did it twice for high school and college. <laughs> that makes sense. I but confirmation usually happens when you're like 13. Right, I was like 13. It's a middle 13. school thing. It's like the Catholic version of, I guess, bar mitzvahs or bach mitzvahs. Yeah. Like, it's when you're allowed to start eating the crackers and, uh, and wine. Oh, yeah. That's at Catholic that. mass. My friend had a confirmation party, though, that was like so fucking lit. There were shot girls and cigar really? rollers. Yeah, that's no, I so didn't weird. have a gigantic confirmation party, but she had uh, shot, shot girls and cigar rollers. That's weird. It was lit. So it wasn't a party for her then because she was 13. No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> and we weren't even like really like rolling in that crowd. No. No, it was just cool. There were really pretty flowers, good food. It was nice. Uh, Sierra and Joseph McCoy apologized for last episode. And like, we love for you to come for the confirmation. Yes, I will sing at your confirmation. 
That's not what I... All right, let's do a duet of the confirmation. Let's do you know it. Bittersweet Symphony from the movie Cruel Intentions? Oh my god, I love that. I actually just saw Cruel Intentions, the musical in New York. No way. Okay, I'm gonna... Do have... they sing Bittersweet Symphony? They do. It's amazing. Like, I... Okay. So, I went back to New York, and I really wanted to, like, do something, like, you know, musical-y or whatever, um, but I really wanted to see the Cruel Intentions musical, and I was like, Mom and Dad, do you guys want to go see this? Like whatever and they they sometimes very much surprise me with what they're like game to do <laughs> like we did this amazing like immersive theater experience in los angeles and it was great but i was like you guys are not going to want to do this and they're like yeah we're game so they were game to see cruel intentions musical and one cruel intentions musical if you can have a chance to see it i think it's coming back to la eventually totally go see it shameless plug <laughs> i mean it's not a shameless plug. yeah what are you, I, I think I no enjoy. one's paying us for this no one's paying us for this why isn't but, anyone paying us for this? Oh my god, so mean. But <laughs> I forgot how much like sex there is in cruel intentions or like like um like lewd language in cruel intentions, even though I've seen the movie probably like two hundred times and yeah. my parents have never seen it. So like I was watching it and I was like having the best time and then they would like say something, I'd be like, oh no, like, oh my dad's right there. <laughs> Um, and then at intermission, I was like, are you guys enjoying it? And they're like, oh my God, we love it. Whatever. I love, like, this is the best show, like, ever, whatever. And then, like, the next weekend, my mom invited, like, three of her girlfriends to go see it. And it was just so. So basically, bottom line is, if your parents don't seem chill, take them to see Cruel Intentions, and then that will be the gauge. I think the chillest thing my parents ever did was take me to see Borat in theaters. My mom loves Borat. It's like her favorite movie. And when the when the naked hallway chase scene started, I was like, this is... They've never done this before. Have you seen Bruno with your parents? Because I, I haven't have. seen Bruno at all. Yeah, it's worse than Borat, and I saw it with my parents. That's crazy. I also saw Jackass 3 with my parents. I also saw Bad Grandpa with my parents. My mom loves these movies. Wow. I know. That's so, that's weird. But I don't think my parents, like, were happy that we went to see that movie as no. a family, so. I saw The Dictator with my parents, too. Oh, I saw The Dictator with my dad, because he loves Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, I think Sasha Baron Cohen might be, like, a thing my parents like. Yeah. I'm just, like, getting this. I'm like, yeah. oh, that also, makes sense. Also, my dad and I love uh, Talladega Nights, and he's the French guy in that. Oh, yeah. Huh, maybe he's a parent-friendly. He must. Yeah. Must be something that our parents really respond to. I know. Anyway. Riverdale. Uh, while the parade's happening, Veronica hangs out with all the crime moms. And they're talking about how they achieve peace of mind. Looks how... like drinking is most of it. Drinking and praying. How did Veronica not know that she was part of a crime family? Oh, she had to know. I no, she but know. In, in the first season, she finds out. Like, she stood by her father. She thinks he's innocent, blah, blah, blah. But clearly, these are all crime moms. You know, like, I give back to charity. It's the only way I sleep at night. You know, my husband's in danger out there every day. Yeah, I think, here's the only theory that I have. I think that a lot of these quote-unquote crime families, they assume that, oh, my husband is going to be doing things that are illegal, like, within tax law, illegal within... You know what I mean? You like, don't think they know the full extent? Yeah, I don't think that they necessarily know. I think they choose not to know the they full extent. They choose not to know the full extent, exactly. Like, I, I don't think that they would be It's like a don't ask shocked. me about my business situation. Right. I don't think they would be shocked to find out that, like, oh, the Hiram, like, murdered someone to protect his yeah. business. I mean, they'd be a little upset concerning one of them has to be Papa Poutine's wife. Right, but All whatever. women are Hispanic. No, I don't think oh. they're the wives of the criminal masterminds. No? I think they're all family members of... The lodges. But they all imply that their husbands are in crime. Yes, but I don't think that they're all... I don't think it's But they're like, not the same people at that yes, table? I think, because it's like her aunt... It's her aunt. I don't know if it's her grandma. Hmm. I think one of them is her grandma. One of yeah, them is her, her aunt. Maybe one of them is like a family friend. But I don't think they're the wives. But I think that, that, that they could be very much in the crime family. Maybe one of them is like Hiram's sister. Instead of Hermione's sister. Who knows? Right, who knows? I don't know. I So Hiram and Hermione are both from Riverdale, which is a little confusing. Every adult who's regular in the show is from Riverdale. Even Agent Adams is from Riverdale. Doesn't it seem like it would make things a lot easier if uh, Hermione was from Riverdale, but Hiram wasn't? 
for what purpose? I just feel like because then it's like they don't have this history. They want the history. Yeah. They want grudges. Confusing. They like parent plots. You don't like the parent plots? No, I, uh, it depends on the parent plot. Yeah. I want more Alice Cooper, less for my uh, Hiram Lodge. I think you're going to get that next week. I know. I'm so excited. So, <clears throat> at the confirmation, Veronica is asked to pronounce Satan. And then all the lights dim. And she looks lost. I mean, she the whole episode she's been like, I want to keep Archie away from all this stuff. Aww. All the lights dim except for one bright light over Archie. And then Holy Light envelops her. She's like, I renounce Satan. That's the show, man. It's I, I, I kind of love that. Yeah, no, that was a good moment. And then there's a party. And there's a party. And then there's a lot of drinking and stuff. Because that's also the show. Uh, let's see. Mayor McCoy delivers the deed to Southside High to the lodges. And you know what? <laughs> Most of the other stuff here is pretty inconsequential on Veronica's side. Yeah. I'm... She takes Veronica marching to meet her Abuelita. She, like, tells him, tells him the thing we went over earlier about the crime family. So it seems like Veronica and Archie are pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. You know what I have to say that I really liked about Riverdale this season? Um, is that, so Veronica knows Betty and Archie kissed. Yes. Veronica has not been snarky to Betty. Has not been passive-aggressive to Betty. Right. She's also barely interacted with Betty since. Yeah, but I feel like a different show would have made it about... A big deal. A big deal. Yeah. And I love that the show cares more about Veronica and Betty being like a solid front, even if it means that they don't necessarily <laughs> spend a lot of time digging into conflict together. Mm-hmm. Um, then having them be petty and like... Like Gossip Girl, as much as they love Gossip Girl... Blair and Serena, it was like, we're best friends, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, we're like sisters. Pretty sure Serena was the bad guy, right? No. The dark-haired girl clearly was the bad guy. That's Blair. Whatever. That's the opposite of what you said. The point is, I didn't think they had friends on that show. No, they did I thought they only had enemies. Everyone was everyone's enemy. Uh, no, Blair and Serena were supposed to be, like, best friends, like, sisters, like, super, super close. Mm-hmm. But, like, every, like, third episode, they would get into, like, some massive fight with each other. It's right. Not that they wanted to destroy each other every episode, but it was always, like, Serena, like, blah, 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 like, whatever. Like, you did a thing that was bad, and I'm mad at you. Have you never watched Gossip Girl? Why would I watch Gossip Girl? It's a good show. That's it's why. not. It was, wasn't marketed towards me. No, but, like, why didn't you watch it now? It's on Netflix. Fuck you, man. Because um, I'm trying to watch... I just finished Mrs. Maisel. It's good, right? And then I need to watch all of Lucifer. Okay, Alter why? Carbon just came out because Lucifer is my speed. One last gift arrives for Veronica the next day and it is the head of General Pickens. I.e. the superprints are like, we know, bitch. We know. There's one last plot. So short. What is even happening at the Cooper household? So, Chick and Alice are having dinner. We got to talk earlier than that. <laughs> okay, well. You don't, you, come on. So, Chick is uh, upstairs with some dude. <laughs> no, 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 not just some dude. Betty comes home to find some guy named Ben coming from upstairs. This guy has been in this show twice before. Is he the guy? Ben, the... he works concessions. Worked concessions at the drive-in. Are you sure it's when the Kevin, same dude? Yes. You checked? Yes. Okay, let's go for it. Worked at concessions when Kevin was like, guy hot dogs? And he was like, no. Kevin's like, We're out not. of hot dogs. And then right. Kevin says, of course. Not. Of course. Of course, course you are. <clears throat> That's hilarious. He also was Miss Grundy's last student. <clears throat> He's a harbinger of death. Oh my God, that's so nuts. And Chick's just like, we were having a job interview as he walks in his fucking bathrobe yes. and a quart of milk. Um, Chick is just very charismatic. Who just walks around in a bathroom drinking a quart of milk and be like, this was my outfit for an interview today. I mean, he got the job. I think it Did imp- he though? Did it, it? We don't know if any of that is real. Didn't it imply that he and uh, what's his face were like fooling around? Yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent what's implied there. So yeah, maybe that's just how he lives. Instead of having a cigarette, he has a quart of milk. Whatever. Hal refuses to stay in the house. He goes to stay in a share BNB. That's so funny. And then, uh, then yes, after the sex, uh, or sorry, before the sex, Chicken Alex are having dinner. She's like, yeah, Betty's out. It's like, cool, where's Hal? 
he might be at the door now. But no, it's some <laughs> weird sketchy guy with bleach blonde hair who's asking about Chick. Is Chick home? And then Benny comes home from the sex later. And that guy's dead on the ground. Chick's in the fetal position. Alice is scrubbing up blood. And she looks at Benny's like, did you, did you, Elizabeth, did you lock the front door? Because we know how she feels about locked doors. Right, there we go. So, what happened? We'll find out next week. Did Chick murder I don't think Chick. Him? Do you think well, Alice did? Maybe Chick was trying to extort, maybe um, Blonde Man was trying to extort Chick. With his webcam videos? And Alice's was like, not my son. Like, I won't, you can't do that. Not my son. So here we are in the rumor mill. Rumor mill. What do you think? So I think that either it was a kind of situation with, like, the the dude who ran the um, the hostel or whatever, where it's like, you, I need my money, give me my money, and then they fought, and then... It's not the same guy. No, it's not the same guy, but, like, the same situation. Or, I think it was, like, he was trying to extort Chick with the webcam videos, and Alice was like, how dare you? And then, I don't know, something like that. I mean, what could have led to them literally, like, beating this kid's head in so quickly? You know why I don't care? (laughs) Because you don't care about Chick? Because I don't care about Chick. Why Why was our first move with Chick to make him creepy as all hell? <laughs> Shouldn't the first move have been to be like, oh, this guy's kind of great. And then have him be creepy and as all hell. And then be like, oh, I want to protect him. And then have, Like a baby Chick? Yeah, sure. And then have <laughs> murder death. And you'd be like, oh my god. What did Chick do? Does Chick have a dark side? Blah, blah, blah. Does Chick have a dark side after he murders someone? Right. Well, I mean, that's my theory, is that Chick lost control, bashed his head in, and Alice in her, I love Chick forever, stupor that she's in for some reason right, right now, is like, trying to protect him hardcore. Well, I get why and, she like, would This is a secret they have to him. keep from Hal, but also, if she goes down, Betty still has a functional parent she can live with. I hope Who may not. or may not be the Black Hood. He's the Black Hood. He's not the Black Hood. He's the Black Hood. He's not the Black Hood. <laughs> We've gotten very little evidence of it. Bear, you're all about the evidence. How much evidence do we have for uh, the actual guy who was Sensen? the black hood? He's not the really the black hood, so we don't know. Point is, I don't care. I don't. And you know what's frustrating about this episode? Everything. There was two deaths in this episode, which is as many the black hood ever got across. No, he killed nine two people. episodes. He exactly. Exactly. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, you're right. Unless Svensson isn't the Black Hood, and then technically he kind of, if Sheriff Keller is the Black Hood... It doesn't matter, because he still only has two, and, and then we he got... killed Svensson. It's not important. You're right. We should have cared more about Chick. I just... It's not working. It's not working for me. Aww. The moment was scary. The moment was shocking. And then the moment afterwards, I was like, okay, great. More stress for Betty. I think it's going to be fun to see Alice, like, next episode is called The Telltale Heart, so I think it's going to be fun to see Alice feeling guilty and seeing where that pushes her. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it'll push her back to the serpents. Maybe she'll have to go to the serpents for help. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just feel tired right now. You feel tired. You seem tired. You are literally tired. Of the show, though. I know. I know you're tired. I'm not sure if... 13 is a, or 20 some episodes is a good number for it. Well, I actually feel like it's not a good number for most shows. So it's really hard to have 22 episodes of a season and have. Because, Strong builds yeah, and consistency. Yeah, because you really can't have one arc over 22 episodes. And you shouldn't. It's exhausting. I've, I, as I've, as I watch more and more TV and, and like want to write it. It feels like mini arcs are the way to go. Like every four episodes, something big happens. There shifts and stuff. I really liked. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a. I wouldn't say it's like a great show by any means, but I really like the CW's Nine Hundred Two One Zero. You've mentioned that one before. Yeah. So, I, I don't want to say it's not like peak television. It's not like a symbol of the golden age of television, but it is like a really fun soap, and it really could have ended after like, two seasons, but it it had kind of longevity, and it, it got five, and even though it was kind of silly, like, they did a really good job at, like, establishing, like, these, like, mini arcs, like, every, like, four episodes, you would have something, and 
But the thing is, like, you burn through story really quick. And, yeah, like, but you can't always sustain that, but... You know what show is really good at it? Jane the Virgin. I gotta watch that more. It it goes for 20-plus episode seasons, or I think 20-episode seasons now. But what they do is they just... They do burn through plot at a super yeah. fast pace. It means if there's a plot that isn't working... They can just put it away and you'll forget about it because it just moves so fast. No, that makes sense. They have a revelation happen and by the end of the next episode, all the other characters know it because it's not fun to keep secrets from all the other characters. It's not like great for pacing and all this other stuff. Right. I mean, I think that I also love mystery. I know you do. Like so much. So that's why I prefer when shows have shorter seasons because then it's like, you can like if even if it's like thirteen episodes, you know that you're probably gonna get a big reveal in episode six, you know, like midway through it. Then you're gonna get a big reveal in episode thirteen. So it's like you have your first episode, your sixth episode, and then your thirteenth episode, and everything else can be like the soapy fun. I think the best thing about shorter seasons for that stuff is you go into it and you have to know what the solution is. To the mystery. Right. You have to plan. They find out an eight. Or like if it's a ten episode season. Yeah. They find out at ten. Which means all these other clues have to happen here, 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 and here. Yeah. Whereas if you have a twenty plus episode season. You have to come into the stop and be like. We have a mystery. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. No, that makes sense. obviously what happens uh, in a lot of shows. Is they come in. They have an idea. They don't know how it ends. Until they get to the end, well, I feel and like it feel and doesn't feel earned, and they gotta, they gotta, they gotta know, and that's so much harder. But they gotta know. I think that, well, I don't think you could go in like so. They have to pitch the season, right? Yeah. I don't think that you could go in and be like, we have no idea what's gonna happen, and we're just gonna wing it. Cool. I think it's more like we have these four ideas about what can happen, and then I think, and not just Riverdale. I think a lot of other shows are like this. Yeah. Um, I think Pretty Little Iris was a little bit like this, so I think that they kind of had more, like, of a concrete plan after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I think they didn't know... They definitely didn't know who Uber... No, the second A was for a while. Yes, because I think that even, like, Marlene King has said that, that she was, like, by episode three we knew, but, like, we didn't know... We had, like, three ideas, and then by episode three we were like, okay, like, this is who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they have to kind of pitch, like possible solutions and i think that sometimes maybe people don't solidify the pop like the the answer also just it's so hard because they like with the longer season it means they finish writing the finale get like a month or two off and have to come back in for the next season with fresh ideas yeah that can be pretty bad i don't envy anyone i mean i do that sounds like the, yeah, honestly, the best job in the world. I would so love much. it. They, I would envy it. I would see some of the offices, and they just got like ping pong tables and snacks around and stuff. Oh my gosh. I suck at ping pong. What? You could get better if you played a lot. I know. What would be like your choice of game in an office like that, though? Ping pong? Well, right now, I've been getting pretty good at pool because I play in the middle of the night alone in my office. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but ping pong. If anybody wants to murder But John. I would still rather do ping pong because it's like a team thing. You can play it against another person. You can have four people doing it. It's That's true. Air hockey, though. Air hockey would be great, too. I have an issue with air hockey. It's loud. I don't like I don't know what to tell you. It's I mean, loud. Uh, I don't like how loud it is. Okay. That's all. So. Prom king, prom queen. Let's do some superlatives. Archie's prom king. Okay, yeah. I'm for it. Betty is prom queen? Betty or Veronica? Veronica's trying to keep him out of the Okay, Veronica. That's fine. Yeah. That works. For once. I know. That makes Uh, sense. All right, who's our chaperone? Mm, Alice for cleaning up all that blood. No. Uh, I don't think so. FP? Hermione? No. No? No, she didn't do shit. Yeah. I, I'm you know what? FP. FP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for calling out his son. Yeah, finally. Someone had to do it. And who are we throwing under the bus? Oof. Tallboy? Yeah, he was an asshole. Yeah, yeah, he got to have that one coming. I didn't like that. All right, and I got one more thing. I got a new segment, guys, which right now we're calling Comic Connections because I don't have any Riverdale-y thing. I like it, though. To. There's got to be a comic store in that town, though. Um, and I'll find it and I'll use that name. But after for now, your thoughts with Archie. That's actually good. Thank you. Um, so 
there are several characters and places that I want to talk about the comic version of, so I looked to cover them up. Believe it or not, Papa Poutine does not have an Archie Comics precedent. That's insane. Not one I could find. Neither does Mr. Sourberry or Tallboy. Tallboy's not in the comics? Not in the comics. Weird. Maybe there's like a thing referencing a Tallboy? Maybe. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it. Mm. Uh, Sunnyside, though, the trailer park. There, in the comics, there's a city that's a day's drive away from Riverdale called Sunnyside. A day's drive. And its motto is, like the egg preference. Okay. Wait, so a day's drive, that's like like a 24-hour day? I guess. That's a very far... It's a long drive. That's like Florida. Yeah. It's like from going to New York to Florida. That's like not like a city that's like... <laughs> like, okay. Maybe they mean more like a day as in like... Like a six-hour day? Yeah, or like the distance to San Diego from Los Angeles. That's two hours. What are you talking about? What does that mean? Okay, I don't know what a day's drive away means. I know, but we should know, because like, how do we know if we're going on a long road trip? You can go there on a day trip, I think is what it implies. Oh, so maybe then it is San Diego. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense, John. Okay. Okay, I feel very attacked I know, I'm sorry. Penny Peabody exists in the comics, but barely as a character. Okay. She is Fangs Fogarty's girlfriend. Okay. Fangs is cucumber melon. <gasps> oh my god, you're right. Uh, and apparently Fangs will hurt any boy who even talks to Penny. Mm, that's healthy. And they're very similar to the Midge and Moose relationship. And that is Fang gay? They, they literally just say, no, in the comics. Okay. There's only one gay person in all the comics, and it's Kevin Keller. That's nice. Is it? Well, that there's Not only one? Him. No, that sucks. You're right. You're right, that sucks. And then we get to my favorite, General Pickens. In the comics, uh, General Pickens is an army general from the Civil War who served on a battlefield, which is now part of Riverdale. Pickens Park is also, na- also named after him. However, in one story called Jughead's Time Police, what? it's revealed that in the future, <laughs> a clone of Jughead, who is an old man, uh, who is kept in hibernation only brought out when needed, what? goes... <laughs> In a time machine with the original Jughead and someone named January McAndrews to the Civil War and becomes a hero in that battle under the alias of Pickens. So it's Jughead? From the future. Jughead's clone from the future. And then the army assumes he dies when said he returns to his time and goes back into hibernation. Archie Comics is weird. (laughs) Like, really weird. Super weird. That's all I have. Uh, that for, was really my comic connections, but I'm super glad I have that. I'm so happy for you. Thank you for that gift. Any stuff you're looking forward to? Okay, well, this week, so I'm really excited about the new season of Unreal. I don't know when does I, that start? I think in February, late February. Wow, that one totally maybe? snuck up on. They're not really advertising that as much as they should be. I'm also gonna add another one in here. I'm mm-hmm. really excited about the new season of Channel Zero. Yeah, have you watched that? I recently caught up on that whole show. Oh, yes. Show. I was a OG Channel Zero fan. Uh, which one did you prefer, now that you've seen both? Oh, No One House, by far, yeah. is better than... Candle Cove? Uh, Mark Brandanowitz. Oh, is that the guy? That's, <laughs> that's the, the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. He's in it. Uh, he's just not great. I like. I liked it. I like both of them. But um, I, I like the cast, I think, of... I just think I related to No End House more. Like, I thought oh, I had more to yeah. say. Plus, the characters are more our-aged. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. A- Amy Forsyth, I think is her name. Um, she's really good. She's, she's the main lead. girl? Um, I interviewed her a while ago because she was on the path. Um, and she's, like, really talented. Like, I thought she did a really good job in No End House. And then... Um, I, it was Aisha D is her name. Yeah, I know about her. Type. She's great. She's on Sweet Vicious. I love her. Um, and then of course the main, the dad who his name is escaping. He's me. like a character actor. He mm-hmm. plays a lot of dads. He was Twisty on American Horror Story. I mean, he's oh, been in great. many things, but I, I think he's so great. And uh, I hate that I can't remember his name because he's a good actor. But anyway, yeah, those are my two things. Unreal. Excited about the. Sutress versus a suitor. Um, and then Channel Zero, Butcher's Block. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I did watch the premiere of Altered Carbon last night. Did you love it? I like it. I mean, it's obviously a Netflix show, so you can't... Judge it by one episode? Right. 
it's clearly part one mm-hmm. of multiple parts. It doesn't have a complete story within the one episode. Joel Kinnaman is disturbingly fit in this show. Yeah. And very naked. Uh, so if well, you're into that, I guess I'll watch good it. for you. Cool. I'm not super into him. Uh, but I am into Will Hun Lee, who plays the original version of his character, because people are swapping bodies in this show. Cash. Uh, really cool production design. Looks super expensive. Um, but if you're into sci-fi, it's like cyberpunk, uh, neo-noir, sci-fi stuff. And if you like body switching every day, the YA film, I think I recommended it last week, but... Yeah, you did. It's so you good. Did. You guys, like, I can't. Like, I, I can't. I love it. I'm obsessed. You should watch Your Name. What is that? It's an anime about body swapping. Okay, I Where like this that. boy and this girl keep waking up and switching bodies. That's a great idea. And then they have idea. to find each other. So it's like Call Me By Your Name, but like actually just do it. No. No? Okay. Oh, but I, I see what you're doing. I know. Now. That's yeah. cute. I am adorable. No. A long episode. <laughs> so where can they find you, Caitlin? You can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. Um, and you can find my dog who's made all those licking sounds at Stella the Mystery Pup on Instagram. And uh, I think I might post a photo uh, real soon. Yeah. What about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Penn. You can also find me at my blog, Catch from the Rye. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. That's a good pun. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I think that's all for us for this week. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, over and out, River Vixens.